I just want to share with you about Holy Spirit today, okay? Um, I feel like the Lord gave me a word in regards to it is to your advantage. It is to your advantage, Jesus said, that the Holy Spirit would come to every believer. Amen? Amen. Okay, we can go home. How many times? I love what the Lord is doing, and I'm excited to see how he unravels his plan in the Northeast, but we cannot do it without him. And so our value system, actually that's probably one of the chapters in my book, his value system is, is really, we need to get a hold of it. Um, and I was just, I was reminded of uh, something that came up in a, a, some article I was reading, but I went and dug it up, and it was really about uh, a Filipino fisherman who had found the largest pearl on the planet, known in, in record. The thing was 27 inches long. And um, it weighed 75 pounds. And um, here's what he did. So that he, you know, just imagine the, the clam that this thing came out of. Can you see that? I mean, I'm just thinking about the whole, the whole thing, what it looked like. <laughs> and, and the reality is he brought it home and he put it under his bed. That was in 2006. And then in 2016, there was a fire in his small, humble home. And what was revealed was the pearl at the end of it. And he had actually, how can you forget about a 75-pound pearl? Like, he just put it away. And it was estimated at $10 million for this one stone. How many... You know, you can, bring the, you can bring the pearls in and put them in the basket. That'll work, too. You know, 75 pounds. So I just want to rem remind you that there's a value system in the kingdom this afternoon. And that the Lord, we cannot do anything without him. And so it doesn't matter. And I, I just want to go over a few, um, few portions of the parable. Actually, Matthew chapter 13. That's where I'm starting from. I'm probably going to end up far away from that, but I'm just going to start with that because there's, there's something that I want us to... We talked about this last week, uh, and I talk about it all the time, but it says, again, uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. I'm just going to hit these just two parables together. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. I preached on this before, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Amen. It's like he finds what he's been looking for, he stashes it and buys the field. Matthew 13:45 says, again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he found one pearl of great price, then he sold all that he had and bought it. 
I want to I want to just show you two things. There's there's these, these two principles of selling everything and being sold out to everything for the cause of heaven and the kingdom that we would be bankrupt. We would bankrupt ourselves. And I don't want you I don't want you to take this cuz we can go all kinds of ways with this, right? But I really I realize that the Holy Spirit is calling a people to be completely sold out to what his plans and purposes are in this hour that we can as we seek the beautiful pearl, remember, a 27-inch, 75-pound pearl, which isn't even comparable to the kingdom of heaven. I just want to get our perspective on, because we think of wealth and riches as being something that we desire, but in the end, leads to death. Yet, God's economy is calling us to be good stewards with everything that we receive so that we walk in fullness and that we lack not one thing. And so there has to be a mindset that, God, I value this one thing so much that I will sell everything. And I've sold my business. I've sold, you know, I've, we've, we've given everything so that we can do the one thing. But that doesn't, that's not required of everyone in this room but there are certain things that God is saying, I want you to give that part of you. I want you to absolutely abandon that part of your life so that you can serve me in fullness. And why am I talking about this? Because there's two things. When we seek and we ask, we find God's kingdom. When we put aside the things that are holding us back, the kingdom realm begins to open to us in ways we've not experienced before. So I just want you to see that there's a beauty in the kingdom that I feel like we don't realize and we don't value. And some of us in this room have given everything so that we can get receive the one thing. And I believe that the Lord is calling, the Lord is calling everything. Like, I just want you to think of this. So that means that the man that sought the field, the man that sought the, or actually the treasure, put the treasure in the field and sought to buy the field and also sold everything, the other man who sold everything to buy the pearl of great price, great price means he sold everything. And what does that look like? That looks like his camels, I guess we'll just go with the context, his camels, his bed sheets, the hay for the camel, the water, he sold everything so that he could gain the one thing. And I, I want us to look at the Holy Spirit like that today because all the fullness of the kingdom comes in the Holy Ghost. You know, the kingdom realm is because we are walking by the Spirit. We're not walking outside of the Spirit. We're walking by the Spirit. We're walking in the Spirit. And there should be a beauty realized that's more that the, the kingdom realm is more available to us than we've ever understood or known. And revival in the region, everyone say revival, revival, must come by us giving everything and being sold out to the purposes of revival, that our lives become revived. Because it's the church that needs reviving, that the awakening in the region can break out and open. And I believe God's about to rip open America and there's about to be a great awakening in America again. And so here, here's my perspective today. I want us to just look 
at the, real, at the reality of the fullness of the kingdom at this time. Because God is trying to unravel these things and trying to unravel the truth. So nothing, we don't spare one thing. You don't spare one thing, you give everything to God. We don't have hidden rooms that we don't give to God. And see, grace, uh, the grace for salvation is free. How many know that? Actually, the Holy Spirit himself is a free gift to us. <laughs> and like my, one of my pastors used to always say, and the tongues are free. They come with the shoes. <laughs> it just comes with the shoes, right? comes with what you're walking in. And so... I realize this, that, that the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot live and move in anything that God is calling us to without the realm of the Spirit being a reality in our lives. It cannot be something that we want to just kind of step into, but grace, the grace on salvation is free for all men. Amen? Amen. But there is a cost to what God's calling you to in the higher places in the kingdom. Okay, so I feel like what have we made, and I'm just going to talk about America for a minute, and I'm just going to talk about really what the Gospels looked like in America, okay? And this is not going to be a criticism. This is just going to be an assessment of, of what I think and what I, what I realize. And the information, and I, I spoke on some of this this morning, as, as I realized the Holy Spirit is, is going to challenge us because we we want things in simplicity we want things uh easy we want things in a light way and i do believe that the lord wants to make a he doesn't want us to carry a heavy weight he wants us to carry the fullness of the kingdom and it comes as a light yoke amen but there was see what happened with the seeker friendly movement which has basically bankrupted the church up to this point over the last 30 40 years there were, there were some questions asked to non-believers. And I'm, I'm talking to, a, to a, 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 a room full of people that are on fire and burning for God. But I just want us to just think for a minute about what the Lord is uh, looking for in the church today. And they were asked, they asked unbelievers some questions about what they would want to see in a church service. Like if I was to go meet the Lord in a, in a worship setting, what I'd want. Isn't that so American of us? You can have it your way. And so there was, a, there was this questions that were asked. And, and some of the things that were said is that, that service, services would be uplifting and encouraging. And I, I, I agree with that, okay? You want to leave here uplifted and you want to be encouraged. But when the prophetic voice begins to speak, when there's prophetic utterance and there's prophetic unction that comes across from by the Spirit... To us as believers, we are challenged in our innermost being. And so it's not necessarily always going to be easy. It will sometimes be a challenge to your heart. And actually when Jesus spoke, he didn't mince words. Remember that. When Jesus spoke and he taught, he would challenge the, the Pharisees. He would bring a, a, a strike of truth to the religious. And, and, and I'm telling you that in this hour, there's going to be a clear-cut line. It's already happening. But there's something that has to come back because the pendulum has swung. And the reason why we're in the predicament we are in and the reasons why we're seeing some of the things in the nation that we're seeing and the reason why we're being lulled into this sleepy, sleepy 
thing that, that we're calling even a, a, a coronavirus or, or whatever's happening. We're going we're gonna to go, we're going to listen to more mandates and we're going to listen to more things and it's because the church hasn't taken their place. Okay? And so, but they wanted to also see, you know, church more streamlined. Like you can get in and out in, you know, an hour, 20 minutes, which you'll never get out of here in an hour, 20 minutes from this place. But the, real, the realization is that the Holy Spirit does not have full rule and reign. Because I tell you this, I feel like the Lord doesn't get warmed up. Actually, my voice doesn't get warmed up for 20 minutes. So we've got some time. No. I already got warmed up this morning, so it's good. But the reality is that things... The Holy Spirit doesn't necessarily streamline everything. You understand me. And there's a culture that we wanted to please culture to get them into the, to the chairs. But then all of a sudden, now we're not dealing with sin because you can't, you can't address anything because it's offensive. And now when the gospel comes, because the gospel cuts and heals. The gospel comes as a sword and as a salve. And so there's things that the Holy Spirit wants to do, but he can't. we tie our hands because now we're trying to just please people and keep their butts in the seats and not allow, you know, for, for the Holy Ghost to move, and God wants to move. Do you know God is not, he doesn't want a, a bride that's a far away. He wants a bride that comes close and doesn't leave his side. And, and, I, and I'm telling you, so, so there's, there was also the issue of a dynamic entertainment for, for children and youth, and, and that's all good. We want to keep our children, but you'll never, <laughs> can I tell you right now, you'll never, never satisfy a video generation. You'll never satisfy them unless you've got truth, unless you've got the truth that sets the captive free. And there's so many youth that are, that are bound and banged up, and there's so many, you know, <laughs> older adults, hello, that need freedom. And so we can't come with a soft uh, syrupy message, I'll just say it that way, that the Holy Spirit doesn't have a, a chance to begin to penetrate the heart and release the captive. Ready? Because I know this. That, and then, then they, they don't want any weird Holy Spirit stuff. They don't want any weird Holy Spirit stuff. What does that mean? They don't want the moving of the gifts. They don't want tongues. Tongues are offensive. Hello. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm encouraging you today to pray in the Holy Spirit. I don't care. I love it when we go and we break into a, an outburst of, the, of the, the language of the Spirit in this place. And we will not compromise that ever. We won't compromise the message. And, and I'm, I'm telling you this to encourage you, right? Because the Lord is wanting to do greater things. The Lord is wanting to pull us into a tight place with Him so that we have nowhere to move except to Him. When we, when, we get, when we get into a position where, listen, trying to satisfy the, 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 the culture will only end us bankrupt. And Jesus himself bankrupt himself so that you would have life and life more abundantly. Jesus gave everything that you would have everything. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit has come not so that you would have a little dab that would do you, that we could have spirit, you know, Holy Spirit light. I don't want Holy Spirit. I want rate, you know, I want raging fire. I want I don't want a puff of smoke. I don't want I don't want a smoldering wick. I want Holy Spirit fire burning 
release the fire of God. And that should be our prayer, that God would come and release the flame of God in us in a new way. And that's why Jesus came and told us these things. That Listen, he says, it's, it's for your advantage that I leave. It's to your advantage that I would leave this place. And I thought about this over the, over the week, and I'm, I'm thinking, man, God, I just, Lord, if I just had you in the physical form, we'd be all set. But for whatever reason, Jesus and the Father said, no, we need the ambassador. We need the Holy Ghost to fill people so that it's Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because the fullness of Christ must, must come to the church so that we can see a world harvest happen. Now, is it all going to be beds, rose beds and petals? Absolutely not. No, when the fire of God comes upon a group of people, something has to change and shift. And so I'm encouraging you today. Listen, there, there was reasons. I'm going to read a, a quote from Finney that I, I truly believe. I've read it before. But there's, there's been something that we've lacked. and we've, we've gone off compass. But the Lord's trying to bring the plumb line back to the church. And the only plumb line that can come to the church is the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? This, where am I? Am I the morning, the evening? I don't know where I am. Pull me in. The reality is he, he is the only one that can bring us to the place that we need to go. But it, it was Finney that said this, if immorality prevails in the land, the fault is ours in a great degree. If, if there is decay in the conscience of the if in the conscience, the pulpit's responsible for it. If the press lacks moral discrimination, if the church is degenerate and worldly, if the world loses interest in God and religion and the power of God, if Satan rules the halls of legislation, if our politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, then the pulpit is responsible for it. Oh my goodness. I'm in the right church tonight, aren't I? Listen, there is something that the Lord is speaking even in this house. This is like, yes, this is like today's news. What I'm reading to you was read in the, it was declared in the 1800s, and God heard it. And so there's things. Listen, I love the first great awakening. I love the second great awakening. I love the, every move of God that's happened up till this point. But we need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to encounter us. God wants to encounter you greater than you even know that he wants to encounter you this morning, tonight. And there, there can't be any places where, we, where, we, where we're trying to duck and trying to make an excuse for God moving in our midst. I'm telling you, the Lord is coming. I am so, listen, there was such an onslaught of hell that came after the baptisms and after God's been, just been week after week just showing up and, and pouring out. There's been such an onslaught against people and people we know, and, and it's just not stopped. So that tells me, come on, it's on. It's on. And I, I, you're not going to shrink back. You're going to push in. You're going to push a little closer. And, and again, it's not by striving. I believe that the love of God is shed abroad on our hearts to bring us into true repentance. It's the love of God that, that takes a check on my spirit. It's the love. It's the power of his love. He loves me so much that he wants to challenge my heart to say, hey, Miles, what is that? I'm taught to preach at myself, okay? 
because there's been little weird things that I feel like all of a sudden I'll say something, it'll come out of my mouth towards someone, and then I'll have to go back and say, I'm sorry. And they think, well, no, it's nothing. No, it was something. Because the Holy Spirit's saying things inside of me that say, no, 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 I don't want you to say that. I don't even want you to joke like that. I don't even want you to make light of certain things. I want you to actually step in and take accountability before me. And you apologize to men and you humble yourself and you continue to go low so I can go high. And allow the Spirit of God to come into your life in such a way that it breaks the power of anything that would be of darkness. That it will rebuke the darkness in your life. And, in your life. and God will do this because of the Holy Ghost inside of you because he came he came he came so that we would be convicted of sin and I'm not going to beat the drum on you know repent and, and be baptized yes we need to do that but there's there's a place that the Lord is calling us, that's drawing us in. And this is why even, even tonight as I watched, the, I felt like I saw the Lord drilling into the mountain of Zion. That's you and I. That's the whole church. I saw him drilling in, and he began to unloose all the things that were in the way of the gold. The gold's down low, and he's going in, and he's getting everything out that's in the way of what he's going to do. And, you, and just like he's telling you, he's shaking the tree, and wants the nest, he wants you to be shaken out of the next nest and fly in the, in the presence and the, and the wind of God. He's, call, he's coming in with the same thing on the mountain of the Lord. He's coming into the mountain of the Lord, and he's trying to remove move everything that would be in the way that would cause you to be held back in your calling and your anointing and the things that God's called you to and some of you have been sitting and waiting on promises that have not come to for come forth yet but I'm telling you in the days ahead in the times ahead we need to step into the fullness of what he's saying and listen 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 closely because John 5:19 calls us to that place where we hear and see what the father does and then we do exactly what he says and when we do that we see amazing results God's results are amazing and I'm, I'm, a, I'm encouraged by the fact that he is doing all these things listen this we lost culture when we stopped preaching controversial things and we lost culture when we when we began to draw back and try and make people feel okay listen you don't need to feel okay the Lord will take care of you feeling okay if you meet with the Lord, if you meet with the Holy Spirit, he's going to move you into a place where you're totally baptized and fresh and anew in, in the Spirit of God, in the Spirit of the, of, of the Lord in this culture. He wants to baptize this culture with the power of heaven. And so Luke 9, listen, there's, there's some things that Jesus might have said and Paul might have said that were just like, but we, we leave, you know, I'm just going to read a few things and and. And we'll just go by that, okay? So we'll just get by it because I feel like the Holy Spirit is going to do that. So Luke 9, 23 and 24, you know it. You know it by heart. You don't even have to turn there. Then he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever desires to save his life must lose it. We don't like that part. We want to keep our life and have everything too. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And then he goes on to what shall profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul. Right? And so the Holy Spirit's calling us into this place where we just, listen, you just jump off the cliff. Ha! I'm diving. I'm cliff diving. My wife doesn't like heights. I love them. I'll dive off cliffs. I'll dive off high places. I want to dive off bridges. That's just who I am. That's what I like to do. I like high things. Not so much. But 
2 Timothy 2.19. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. Thank you, Jesus. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It's just black and white. It's the Apostle Paul that said, listen, just move yourself out of the way of sin. Just get it out of the way. Get, remove it from you so that you can walk in wholeness, so that you can walk in freedom. See, the thing is, we, we'd like to drift and try, kind of go by the borders like skateboarding, kind of close to it, like drifting, you know. And the, the Lord said, don't surf near it. Just stay away from it. Amen. Amen. So there, Ephesians 5, 8 through 11. For you were once darkness, but no longer. You're not like that anymore. But now you're, you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all the goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Verse 11, very important. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Ready? So I'm not here to call out sin tonight. I'm not doing that. I just want us to have a reality of God wants to set some things in alignment so that we walk in the fullness of Christ. Listen, that we remove everything that contaminates what God wants to do. Amen? Because here we go. Because of, you know, the swaying pendulum in the church, the, the movement, and, and the Spirit of God wanting to stop the thing right there in the middle. No, I want you to walk in righteousness upright. What is, what, is, what is the kingdom of God? It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what I need. I need, the, I need to walk in righteousness. I need the peace of God in my life. And I need the joy. Come on, unspeakable joy and full of glory. And I'm telling you, we're in this place where the, the Lord of hosts is coming. The Lord of all the angels, all of, all of heaven, is backing up his word to watch you and to walk with you into the places you're, you're called to. And that's happening right now. That's happening right now. That's the season where we stand. I see all of heaven at bay waiting. What are they doing? Watching down. The cloud of witnesses just looking and seeing what's happening down there. Can we go? Can we stay there? Are we, are we able to abide there? Is, heaven's, is that a place of heaven's habitat? Come on, somebody. You're a place of heaven's habitat, and that's why we need the Holy Spirit. It is to your advantage... That the Holy Spirit would come. It is to your advantage, yeah, that I leave, that I go away. Bye. I want to go. Jesus said, I have to give my life so that you can have the fullness of life, right? Let's just go there. Let's just go there. John 16, verse 7. See, I want the desirable treasures of the kingdom. And I desire that the power of the Holy Spirit is active in every one of you. That you don't miss one thing. That heaven doesn't stop harassing you. Come on, who wants to be harassed by heaven? I like it when, it sh when they shake me up and scare me every now and then. Come on, the fear of the Lord is good. And he's coming to invade homes. Just invite him in. I want him to invade my house more. 
You know, angels and demons fighting in the back room. Great. It's good. It's all good. It's all good. John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Listen, the helper. Ready? It's the advocate. It's the, he's the one. He's the one that helps you. He's the one that abides in you. He's the one that's beside you and in you. And that's what you need more than anything else on the planet. You don't need 27 years of counseling. You need the Holy Ghost. How, do, how am I equipped for ministry? 17 ways to build a ministry. No. Holy Spirit. Face-to-face -face encounters. And then he says, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe. Now, let's just stop there for one second. Of sin, what is the ultimate sin? The ultimate sin would be unbelief. We see in the, in, in, in the garden that the question of who they were and whether they believed God's voice or the serpent's voice was, to, was, was an opinion. When Jesus was confronted in the desert, it was the same situation. Who, are, who is he? Is he your father? Who are you? It's always questioning your identity. It's whether we believe who God created us to be or we do not. Come on, everyone in this room believes that God's your father. Everyone in this room believes that he's able to overcome everything in your life. Everyone in this room believes that, that he is able to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the, the leper. Everyone in this room believes that he's able to cast out devils with a finger. And that finger is attached to you. Come on, somebody. Come on, by the finger of God. And so there's, there's a place where the Lord is trying to draw the church into where we believe for the greater and that we don't sit back because he said greater works than these you will do. That's chapter 14. It, remember that? So the Lord is wanting to do above and beyond but we, what we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And then it says, of, of sin because they don't believe me, believe in me, and of righteousness, and that's, and of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Because all of righteousness was already was taken care of. He caused you to be completely righteous before the Father. And he wants to, he, he releases that over the church so it brings a transparency over our hearts to where we are in regards to righteousness. What does righteousness look like when it manifests in your life? What does it begin to look like when it manifests in your life? It, it begins to show up as the love of God being just completely permeating through your life. It's because you're so in right with, you're walking upright with the Lord. And so the plumb line comes to convict us of righteousness. That means any place where we're walking, and the Bible says that all, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. The Holy Spirit is bringing us into this vortex where we live for God in such a way that righteousness is what we walk in. We walk in the truth. We walk in the light. We walk with no darkness on us. And that's how he created you. And that's what the blood of Jesus did. The blood of Jesus sanctified you, cleansed you, and made you right before the Father. 
I could say that every service. It would never get old. It sanctifies you before the Father so that the Father looks at you and he gazes upon you. He sees his Son, the righteous one, the shining one, the burning one. He sees, he sees his Son and not you. He sees all that, the, all that the Son may have done all over your life because you look just like the Son. Amen? Amen. And of judgment because of the ruler, the ruler of this world is judged. That means, listen, the, the Holy Spirit came to release this truth. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to our lives, and we realize that there is a defeated enemy on the earth, and we walk over him. I'll try it over here. The enemy's been defeated, and you've already won the victory. And there has to be some place where we desire... To walk in this complete victory. I know you desire to, but you need to know the reality, right? It's that it's going from here to here. It's going from the head to the heart. And God is trying to bring that reality to you because there's nothing you can do that can gain that. It's already been done because of the cross, the cross of Christ and the resurrection of the Lord. Because he wouldn't have, if he just died and never rose again, then what? It's over. The enemy won. The life we live now, we know because of the Son of God that we live in victory. We don't live beside victory. We don't live outside of victory. We live in the middle of victory. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm telling you, God is doing something in your life, even though you think you're struggling, even though sometimes we struggle with our thoughts and our, and our minds captivated by other things. The Holy Spirit is trying to bring us to a place where we live in the fullness of Christ and that we know that this, the world, is taken care of. The, the spirit of this age is broken by the power of Jesus Christ. And then he says this, I still have many, many things to say to you, but I but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth, and he will, not, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. I just want to back up to, to where it says, I still have many things to tell you, but, I can't bear the, but you can't bear them now. Look at where we are right now in history. Now you can bear them. Because the Holy Spirit is inside of you, you can bear the things that the Lord is about to reveal on the earth. And he wants to speak to a generation. Listen, Jesus came and he did three things on the earth. It's really just three. Just three. Ready? He came to preach, proclaim, and prophesy. Amen? When he spoke a word, people were healed. When he declared, listen, most of what Jesus did was by his mouth. Yes, he laid hands on the sick. Yes, he would cast out devils. But most of it was by a word that was released. He would speak the word and people would receive healing. He would speak the word and people would receive deliverance. He would speak the word. He would take authority over the spirits of, of death, sickness, and disease. And so here, here we have Jesus came to do bring proclamation by the preaching of the word and I talked about this a few weeks ago I talked about the, the reality of the preach of what the what the Lord was speaking when when speak when preaching was happening it's a proclamation because they've been, we've been in the place with the king that the Holy Spirit comes and he un, unleashes all the things all the things that we couldn't handle before when Jesus was on the earth now we can handle now because we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us 
And so God wants you to understand, this is no joke about the Holy Spirit. You have an advantage. It's not just favor is not fair. It's like you have the Holy Ghost, and that's really not fair against the enemy. It's not fair against sickness. It's not fair against disease. It's not fair against death. I'm sorry. We don't see the fullness of that yet, but we will. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is trying to release this over the church in this hour. That the reality of the proclamation of the gospel, that the the Holy Spirit is speaking and declaring and announcing the, the coming of his kingdom. It's already here, but not the fullness of it yet. And we want the fullness of it. How many want the fullness? It won't come till he comes back. But we have to be in that posture, say, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus. Bring the proclamation of the fullness of the kingdom. And you want that to be inside of you and be released out of you. And so healing and deliverance is three things. I don't know. What else did he do? What else did he do? I mean, he came and he took, he took, de- he took death and flushed it. He did it. It's all done. It's all finished. And so we want, we want the Holy Spirit's deposit upon our lives And so you want, listen, God has put dreams and promises on people in this room. Some of you don't even realize all the fullness of what he wants to do in this hour. But I'm telling you, as soon as we awake, as soon as we are revived in our hearts, as soon as revival hits you, as soon as we we cut out a place where God can come and visit, as soon as we continue to do that, to open up a portal... (laughs) I was thinking, I was thinking about the fire oil and glory, the new logo. It looks like we're in, you know, we're in a portal somewhere. And the Lord is wanting to do that. He wants to bring that reality here. He wants to do it now. He doesn't want to do it afar off. He doesn't want to do it in 10 years. I'm telling you, we're in the hour where, listen, everything that's been shaken will be shaken. Everything that, that the Lord is wanting to get after, we just release and give to him. Just like the Pearl of Grape, we want to give everything so that I can possess it. And so the further the river of God, and I, let's just talk about the river for a minute because the river wants to come and flow through your life in such a powerful way. I'm telling you, there are places that the river can go that you can't. (laughs) There's places that God's river and his presence are, are desiring to go that you can't. Listen, when we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. When I lay hands on people, listen, I'm not pushing you over. I want the river of the Holy Spirit to knock you out. I don't want my hand to even touch you, to be honest. It's not about a show. It's about the power of God being released and unleashed in the church. And there's a desire. There has to be an, an, an insatiable desire, a thirst to see the, the presence of God. Because we can be about our agendas. We can be about all the things that we're desiring and wanting. Listen, if we get in with the Lord, if we get in with the, the Spirit of God, if we desire, if we begin to have such communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it will begin to unlock things in our lives that we have not seen in the past.
Miracles don't happen because we will them into being. Miracles happen because of the Holy Spirit. God anoints people, right? We see in, in the gifts of the Spirit. Some have the gift of miracles. Some have the gifts of healing, all those gifts. But I'm telling you, it's not about a singular person. It's about a desire for the Holy Spirit and the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit or the seven spirits of God or however we want to try and put it in a little box and tie it up and make it presentable to people. I'm telling you, God is trying to fix the, the, the issue of what does Holy Spirit look like in the church. He's a person and he desires all of you. As we abide with Jesus and we fellowship with him, we participate in true worship. I, wash, I, I, I spoke of this last week. The hour is coming and is now here where true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. So it's the heart of worship that causes the spirit of God to be cultivated in our lives in such a way. Listen, this is important. This is super important. Worship is non-negotiable. It's not negotiable. The Lord is looking for a people that will abandon themselves and worship him and get off the religious stuff so that we can find who he really is. He's wanting to come in such a way this is worship in spirit and in truth because I unleash myself. I untether myself from this world. I untether myself from what it looks like. I untether myself from all the things that bind me to the ground. And I go and I fly into his presence and I stay with him and I abide in that secret place because I'm soaring with Jesus. I get lost. Everyone say get lost. Shout get lost. I'm telling you we need to get lost in worship. Some of us don't, we don't think it's important, but God is trying to pull us into this realm where worship becomes, listen, there is a place where the, the, we're pioneering and we're cutting through things that the Lord has been trying to do in the region for decades. And God is wanting a people that will come in this place to abide and worship him with nothing in the way. Amen. Nothing in the way. And what happens during that place? Listen, if I will just shut myself in that place, you will hear. I declare it over you. You will hear God's voice. You will hear the direction of the Spirit. You will receive direction from the Holy Spirit. You will receive even deliverance from the Holy Ghost if we would just get lost and abandoned in the things. Well, it's not, it's, I don't like that type. I don't know, you know, we've got all kinds of reasons why we can't or won't do it. And God is trying to knock that stuff off the table. He will flip the table. Oh, he will flip it. But revelation flows from that intimate, intimate place of worship. And I, I, it doesn't even have to be music. But when we come in here and we are one person, we are one man. Oh, what does that even look like? When we're one. When we're John 17 in the room, abiding in that place where we can see the Father all together, what would happen if we all had one encounter all at once? 
I've been in small rooms, gatherings that would, it would happen. Like we would see things the same. I was in that place. But I'm telling you, the Lord is calling us to that place. So in that place, we are revived and renewed. In your presence, Psalm 1611, in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are what? Pleasures forevermore. Don't you want to live from that place? Yes. So worship him in spirit and in truth. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you just come? Would you just come into me? Would you possess me? Would you overtake me? Would you purify me? Oh, do we, dare, do we dare pray that prayer? God, will you purify me? God, will you just give, I just give myself to you so that you would purify my heart, so that I would see you with perfect understanding and revelation. Oh, can we do it? So we, in that place of worship, we hear his voice. We're revived and we're renewed. The Holy Spirit daily wants to revive us and renew us. He wants you to drink. We're back to the room. He wants you to drink of his spirit continually. Right? And we are empowered. John 14, 12 says, Truly I say to you, he who believes in me will do the works I do also, and he will do greater works than these because I go to my Father. It's another reason. You have the advantage. He goes to the Father. You have the advantage. What's that? Greater works than these you'll do. Isn't that a trip? What is greater than what Jesus did? I don't even really know. I don't have an answer for you today. But maybe tomorrow. Because I'm believing. Listen, we've got people in this room that need miracles. We have, we have people that we know that need physical miracles. I'm believing for Stephen to receive a physical miracle in his body. Legs walk in Jesus' name. Shaka bata bata. 18 inches. That means I was touching his hands, so he's down to the hips someplace and the thighs. Come on, Jesus. That's good. You should shout on that one. That's good. Come on. That made my day. All right, we can go home now. We just need to trust in the finished work. You're empowered. People, you people in New England, you are empowered by the Holy Ghost. There is nothing that can hold you back from what God wants to do in this hour. And if you do not know Jesus as your personal friend, Oh, you're not leaving the room without getting them. <laughs> you need to receive him and the fellowship of Christ. And sometimes there's suffering involved. I don't like that word either, but it's in Scripture. I don't, I don't want to make, you know, I don't want that for my pillow. <laughs> suffering is your portion. But sometimes hardship, sometimes struggle, sometimes, listen, when something is birthed, when a, a child is born, we know this. I don't know this. <laughs> but we know this. 
that the spirit of that the, the, there has to be pain involved and joy comes because of what God births. So here's the here's the kick and I just want you to receive this, ready? That you're just a conduit. You're a conduit. You're a conduit to touch others. Are you taking advantage of your conduitity? I don't know. It's a new word. We'll write it down. I don't know what it is. But are you taking advantage of you being a conduit of heaven in the earth? Are you taking advantage of that? Because the advantage is already yours. And we, and we try and make excuses for ourselves. And I do it. Well, I don't know if he wants to hear. Well, who cares? Just tell him anyway. I don't know if he wants me to pray for him. Well, I'll pray for him anyway. You know, there has, there's always a reason why we won't do something, why we won't attempt, why we won't stretch, because we don't. It goes back to the first, right? He came to, to, to convict, us, the, convict us of sin, the unbelief part. I'm telling you, the, the biggest the biggest thing that holds us back is the sin of unbelief. We don't believe that he is who he says he is inside of us. Oh, no, you believe he died for you. You believe he rose from the dead. It's all good in the Bible, and as I read it on, on text and I study it, it's good. But the reality is we don't believe that he is who he says he is inside of us. But he told me it's for your advantage that I leave. And that I give to you the Holy Ghost. Come on, help me. I better shut down because, I'm, first of all, I'm going to melt. And I just want to ignite something inside of you tonight. Listen, the Lord, the Lord. The Lord wants you to take advantage I want to hammer this home for a few people in this room. If you just receive it. There's a place where he abides, where he's calling you to come in and abide. But you've been given. You've been given. And if you haven't been given the fullness of the Spirit, which is the gift of of the Holy Ghost. It's the baptism of fire of his presence. If you haven't received that, I believe that the Lord is releasing that even tonight. That you can take it, that you can receive it. Some of you just need uh, just coals thrown at you. <laughs> Some of you just need the Holy Spirit to come and just start bellowing what he's already lit inside of you. And I see... I, I, I had a, a vision way back. I was on a, I was supposed to be at a conference. I'm laying in the hotel room, and I had this, it was in New England. It was on the Connecticut-Massachusetts border, and I can remember it distinctly because I was in one of those states of, like, I'm going to sleep for a moment, and I'm not going to, I don't want to, I want to wake up. So I just, I, I need to be aware, and I don't want to conk out because I'll feel really up bad, and so I was in this in and out state, and then I began to hear the billows of God's furnished. I heard the, and it was just like the pumping of the wind of the billows. And then I began to hear ting, ting. 
He began to forge something by the Spirit. He began to forge something. And I said, God, what are you doing right now? He said, I'm forging weapons. And the weapons are by the Spirit. They're by my Spirit. It's not of flesh and blood. It's by the Spirit of God. And I'm releasing it over New England. This was a long time ago. This was over 10 years ago. And I heard the Holy Spirit just speak to me. He said, will you let me do it? Will you let me just come and let the billows of my fire, of my presence come upon your life? And will you, will you, will you allow me to forge you into what I want? Some of you are called to be a hammer. <laughs> Some of you are called to be a sword. Some of you are called to be a spear, to knock some things out of the sky from afar off. I don't know. Use your imagination. But I believe this. I believe that the Lord is beckoning. He's really beckoning the church. And he says to everyone in this room, it's to your advantage. That I left and that I leave you this precious gift. And this precious gift is the very DNA of who I am. It's the purging fire of the Holy Spirit. It shakes nations. It changes things. It will change neighborhoods. It will change and transform, most importantly, us on the inside. Because the Holy Spirit wants to do something on the inside as we just give him permission. So come on, stand with me, stand with me.